Hello, everyone, and welcome to Real Quick, episode 131. Today, we have the last ever publicly available movie review on Real Quick Fridays. It's becoming a thing for just patrons going forward. We made the change that now every single patron, no matter what tier you are, are going to be able to see these exclusive episodes. We're still going to be posting them every Friday at the same exact time, but they're going to be going on Patreon. And We're also going to be creating a separate Spotify podcast page that's just like the Real Talk Patreon page which is where you can listen via audio, but we'll also upload it to video there as well. So Spotify and Patreon are where you're going to find on Fridays the real quick movie reviews going forward. But today for the last one, we have Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, recommended by Reese David. And just a little teaser, next week, like I said, will be Patreon exclusive, but it's going to be Terminator 2 Judgment Day. So that's that's, that's just a banger of a review to start out the Patreon exclusive reviews. So go to the description down below, check out the Patreon, and we will see you over there. Let's dive into Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. This is the second movie. So the Planet of the Apes is one of the, there's several franchises like this where there's just so many different iterations. Like there's a lot of that with like Godzilla where there's kind of different like eras. This is like the second of the quadrilogy, I guess, once the new one comes out this year. Um, is, that part, the, is that technically part of it? Is it? Maybe it is. Actually. It's like, it's like Caesar's great, 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 great yeah, grandson yeah, or something. It's like well the guy. Cool. In it. I thought but, this would be like another trilogy kind of thing. I don't know if they're expanding you know, that. It, you know it, I mean? that, that's just kind of, adds to my point of how weird like this franchise is to kind of keep track yeah. of but ba- whatever there's a trilogy existing right now of kind of this new era of planet of the apes this is the second in that trilogy but the first matt reeves directed um but yeah so dawn of the planet of the apes the synopsis for the film pulling it up right now came out in 2014 this is a rewatch for me a group of scientists in san francisco struggle to stay alive in the aftermath of a plague that is wiping out humanity while caesar tries to maintain dominance over his community of intelligent apes this happens not a crazy long after the the rise of the planet of the apes but there's been time past most of the cast is completely different there's no james franco in this one um and caesar's kind of gone from starting his army of apes to you know now they're well-oiled machine the landscape of earth has changed drastically and yeah let's just go ahead and dive right into it so i said there's a rewatch for me um cam has logged it as a 4.5 star he's not here today obviously if you're listening to the audio cam is not with us today he's said he has like some like double shifts at work all week and we had to film this not on the weekend we're filming this the day before we're uploading it but uh yeah i i'll kick it off over to seth first your thoughts on dawn of the planet of the apes also if this was a first time watch or rewatch or how many times you've seen it i guess yeah i mean i watched um i used to be really into planet of the apes films like one like a few years ago um i'm my favorite planet of the apes film is the original like the first ever one i think it's 68 um that's one of my dad's favorite films, and I remember watching the the trilogy when they came out with him. Um, I the last time last time I watched all of them, well, other than this one, was probably about a year ago. I went through them again because I hadn't seen them in a few years, and I think the difference of the 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 difference in quality from is it Rise the first one, Rise the Planet, yeah, and then it's yep. War, uh, then it's Rise, Dawn, yeah, yeah. War, yeah, yeah. So I think the difference in quality from Rise to this one is like substantial, like mm-hmm. substantial in my opinion. Obviously. Again, like Tyler said, it's, it's the first one that Matt Reeves directed. It's the first one he we, we came in, and I think that's kind of evident as well. I think it's a really, really good film. You know, a good tension of like a political power struggle between man and ape, and also this one really goes into kind of the rise of the apes and the fall of, of humans as well. And I think it's just so fascinating to see kind of the apes like interact with each other and to see um, name name Caesar. Caesar, Koba. obviously, yeah. Caesar, yeah, and Cobra <laughs> as well, especially have these kind of interchangeable with obviously one of the best, probably the best villain in the whole series, to me, including the original. Actually, I think it's great, and obviously everyone goes on about the motion capture and CGI, or whatever. But it really is that good. It, it really is incredible. Kind of rewatching it now, I kind of forgot 
just how good it was. I think it's... Is it Michael Giacchino on the score, same guy who did the Batman? Does he do all three? I think it's a really good guess. Yeah, it's not, I don't think he's a guess. I think I know that, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fact-checking. Score for Don of the Planet of the Apes. Michael Giacchino, correct. See that? Wow. Knowledge. Good pull. Um, yeah, score, amazing. And I think it's just a really good split between the two. Some good political commentary in there as well, which you know we come to expect from good Planet of the Apes films. But I think the main thing that I realized is just how much more I like them, uh, Dawn, than, than Rise. And I think this kind of improves it tenfold within the story. I think um, the first one was a little bit complicated and a bit confused where it wanted to go. I don't think it portrayed the apes that well in terms of their rise. Um, but yeah, really, really good film. I think I give it... Um, I haven't actually rated it. I haven't loved it yet, back, back again yet. I think I'm going to stay where I already had it, so like a four. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, really good. Great film. Um, definitely a big step up from the first of the trilogy. And uh, yeah, really good. George? Uh, I mean, pretty much the same thoughts as Seth. I'm slightly higher. This was a rewatch for me. Um, rewatch that I... I feel like I go back to one of these movies like every other month where I'm just like one night I'm not sure what I want to watch and it'll just pop across my streaming service. Um, but no, I love it. I, I, I completely agree with Seth that it, it, it is tonally and I think it's just very drastically a different movie from Rise of the Planet of the Apes, but I think that benefits this movie. Rise yeah, of the Planet of the Apes dives very deep into kind of the the alzheimer's of this situation and, and how you know this is the downfall of humanity dawn i like that we're kind of years down the line and it's become a world a post-apocalyptic world where there is this power struggle like seth said between humans yeah. and apes um, but what this movie does so well in my mind is it's not only a power struggle between humans and apes there's a power struggle within the apes. There's a power struggle within the humans. There's so many different conflicts going on and Reeves just balances all of this so well. And it just makes it such an engaging experience. Um, it's weird as well. Cause I agree. It's like he balances so much, but it's not like that long a film. Is yeah, it like two funny. hours? Maybe. Yeah. It's a little over two hours. I think it clocks in at like two fifteen or two twenty. Um, but yeah, it, it's not, it, it most films that try to pack this much into and i'm gonna it's not even a short runtime you know anything above two hours i think is a is a fairly good runtime two two ten two ten two ten pretty pretty short so, so decent for a blockbuster you know? like, yeah for, for, for a blockbuster sort of especially um but yeah we pack a lot into a relatively shorter runtime um which i just think makes this film even more impressive um, I think Caesar is one of the best characters in fiction, period. Um, I absolutely love him. I love his balance between the humans and the apes. His, his conflict of being loyal to his eight brothers and sisters while also trying to avoid a war with the humans. Um, and obviously, the character of Koba is kind of like the antithesis of that, where yeah, he wants to be loyal to his eight brothers and sisters but he wants to do it in a different way he wants to do it in a way that is going to hurt the humans because he thinks that is what's going to protect the apes so i think that conflict between koba and and caesar is just is just a lot of fun to watch it's heartbreaking at times especially in the end i'm sure we'll get into spoilers um but yeah I, I i love this movie i love i love the world building that matt reeves did with this one and and, and this post-apocalyptic landscape the production design is crazy um 
Jason Clark, Gary Oldman, um, Andy Serkis. Everyone just goes stupid in this movie. Um, I, I love that. You know, it, it kind of. I, I wish we were reviewing um, kind of the trilogy as a whole, too, because um, I'd love to talk about war as well. Um, but I like that this one kind of sets the stage for war in a sense um, where like it, yeah. it, it feels like this particular story wraps up, but it also feels like something's going to happen. Yeah. Something is inbound. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is a four and a half out of five for me. So, so is war. Um, I know this is like one of those joking trilogies we talk about where it's like, Oh, so many people underrated. have called it underrated. It's become overrated at this point. Um but I, I think it's a properly rated trilogy. I, everyone knows just how good it is. Um, quite possibly in my top 10 trilogies of all time. Um, yeah, love this movie. Yeah, I think uh, we, we talked recently about creating a schedule for all our upcoming real talks. And I mean, with Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes coming out, you know, or beginning of summer, I mean, this could just be a teaser for, for people listening to this real quick that maybe we got to do not just the trilogy, but, you know, just do a deep dive on Planet of the Apes or something. The the From the OGs all the way to leading. I'm not to, watching Tim Burton's again. I can't do it. <laughs> well, I feel like at the very least we should do the trilogy. We'll talk the trilogy and then also talk like the original because I feel like the, yeah, great. the original is great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but um, yeah, I mean, this movie, like Seth was saying, is just such a step up from Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Although I'd never seen Rise of the Planet of the Apes, and I just felt like naturally, you know, before I watched this because I have seen this before. Before I rewatch, let's go ahead and watch Rise of the Planet of the Apes, and that's even a movie that's still like when it came out and for based on the time period, twenty eleven. When I watched it, I was like, okay, the CGI is like really good. Like I think it visually it looks pretty good. And then I you go to Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, it's just a whole different beast. Like it just takes everything up. I wonder what the budget notches. difference was between the two, actually. I'm gonna check. Tyron speaking, I might check. Yeah, yeah, go for it. I'd be interested to see that too. Cause I feel like yeah. these films are things that are gonna make money no matter who's behind the lens. I mean, they're yeah. the Planet of the Apes movies, it's a one of the longest franchises we've had in terms of IP. So they're always gonna make money and do well. But I think Matt Reeves really brought an extra layer here by making the visuals so incredible. Um, some things they did differently for this as opposed to Rise was they filmed all the motion capture work actually outside in the elements as opposed to just on a sound stage. So that can add just another element of realism, even though Andy Circus in an interview was saying like they're all just disgustingly sweaty and gross the whole time trying to film all this. Yeah. But I just think Matt Reeves, through not only the CGI improvements of visual effects, the cinematography and just the the direction he had behind the lens really is shown in this movie. And when I was researching it, he actually rewrote the entire screenplay so he is the screenplay for this movie was written then they hired him on and he was like and, and it's supposed to be way further in the future and he said he wanted to explore more of caesar's story and basically asked the studio like hey can i re if i promise you to get the release date the same you have it before can i rewrite this entire script and we'll just start from what, what my vision is and which is crazy because this never happens in hollywood they said yes so they gave him what he wanted and uh it turned out to be this and then probably carried on to his vision for war of the planet of the apes so uh, Matt Reeves, I think, didn't, like I said, he didn't save this franchise because I think they're going to make money no matter what. Yeah, but of course. We talk about it being, you know, one of the great trilogies of all time, and I don't think it ever would have got there without Matt Reeves joining. Um, have a guess, both of you, what the budget for the first one was and the budget for the second one. Forty million on the first one, one hundred and ten on the second. I'm going to guess low. ninety on the first, two hundred on the second. Oh. 90 on the first, 170 on the second. So there was like a, a pretty substantial, well, 80 million jump between the two, mm -hmm. um, which is evident, like in the film. It's evident with the amount production of production design alone. Absolutely. Yeah. I think the just scale of it is so much bigger 
I think they kind of, you know, they, they did that film. I'm, I'm assuming the first one made money. It's right. a Planet of the Apes film, so you'd assume mm-hmm. so. And you can really tell the difference in scale, production, uh, specifically, the, you know, the motion capture and CGI as well. They really took it to a whole new to, new level, to be honest. It'd be cool if they re-released them, you know, in like cinemas before mm-hmm. the new one comes out. But obviously, they yeah. won't. But yeah, I think I think definitely we should do like an episode going through them. I think that'd be really, really fun. Mm-hmm. And yeah, let us know. Someone, I need ahead. someone to clip up through, throughout our podcast history. Clip up how many times one of us has said, like, I need this to be re-released in theaters. Because I feel like one probably of us says that about a movie every episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably a lot. To be fair. I mean, the, the theaters right now are just full of shite. I know the UK is a little different because they're getting a lot of stuff we got in like November. So like UK yeah. has some pretty good, some pretty good movies right now. But in general, yeah. theaters right now could yeah. use like the tenant re-releases of the world. Like re-release these blockbusters. Let us see them. We have nothing in the IMAX screens until Dune anyways. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, like for... For these movies, I feel like this movie also felt a lot more serious than Rise of the Planet of the Apes. I mean, at the end of the day, apes taking over the world is like a silly concept. But the first one, there were so many things like Draco Malfoy was kind of just over the top. Like, <laughs> I mean, I just call him Draco Malfoy. What, what's he is name? pretty much Draco. That's uh, the I, only I, I role he's got about. <laughs> yeah, what's his even? What's even his name? Tom Felton. Tom Felton. Tom Felton. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he's just so over the top, cruel. Which, like, I think obviously there's a lot of stuff to speak about both the environment in these movies about animal cruelty about human relationships about medicine and scientific research but i feel like in the first one they were just so non-subtle with the messaging where they made tom felton like the most abhorrently awful person on the planet to these apes that you're like okay we get it like we get the messaging you're trying to do whereas i feel like this took a much more subtle approach that ended up working out in the long run and then also the first one the way it ended with the the bridge shootout scene uh, in rise of the planet of the apes it's like the dumb like i was watching that scene like it was just so stupid like they're they're there, there, there's so many better ways you could do this and just by going to one bridge and just sending military men in on horses. Like, what are you doing here? Like, calling like a freaking F-16 Air Force strike or something. What's going on? So you kind of got what was coming to you, but but then you get to Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and the whole the whole vibe is just different. So I'll, I'll turn on the the spoiler banner just so we can kind of open up the discussion and talk about whatever. But um, I, be, I believe the writer the writers actually were. Um, different if I'm not mistaken there definitely is a massive turn I think mm-hmm. it's is like again we say you know Planet of the Apes as a franchise the the th- themes are obvious you know your race mm-hmm. prejudice you've got the environment you got you know it, it's it's obvious what you're trying to trade but it is especially in the first one from what I remember anyway it, it kind of lacks that subtlety that I think the second one has as much you can have within a Planet of the Apes franchise but it also does it so I, I just feel felt more emotionally invested in, the, in in two and three as well um, mm-hmm. with the new characters in place and also with the cast and the cast just took a cast along with everything else the production and the scale just took a massive upgrade um yeah i think they are different rights as well which is you know kind of makes sense looking at it i think like literally everything is different except just yeah, like the yeah. story because like obviously the cast is i mean caesar's back but you know james yeah, franco is killed off killed off quote-unquote off screen like we don't really ever see him again and we just assume you know he, he's died and gone and yeah the new things at this point but i feel like the big spoiler thing to talk about is obviously the final sequence between koba and caesar as caesar gets earlier in the, or about midway through the film he gets gravely wounded to the point where they all thought he died and they're like okay who's going to be the new leader and step up koba obviously had no issue taking that mantle immediately and say you're all listening to me now and then we find out you know caesar's okay he gets patched up he's all good and then it leads to the final confrontation between him and koba where he goes back to his squad and he's like yeah, man, you're you're not the leader of this. We're, we're we got to we got to settle some stuff out here. But um, that scene was crazy to me. Like the, you know, Koba being just so such a little press, being like, you know, apes don't kill, and Caesar's like, shut the fuck up, dude, and just drops him. He's like, I've seen you. I've heard I've heard the stories, man. I know you've been killing people left and right. Apes don't kill my ass. 
biggest hypocrite in the franchise is crazy. <laughs> but like you're saying, he is such a good villain, though. He's so menacing. The, the design of him with that scar, too. Like he's he's oh, so he's, good. He's, he's so good. He kind of has this like just this this presence every time he's on the screen, just this like prowess, this intimidating factor. And I think the design, like you said, is just so good as well. Who who plays him? I'm intrigued about that. I can't actually remember who actually you know, Yeah, plays I wonder him, if it's but, anyone because uh, it's not Andy Circus, but I wonder if it's anyone of note. Probably not, probably just some motion cap guy but, but i think yeah like it's a it's like a mockery of his you know brutality that he showed throughout the films at the end like he's just the biggest hypocrite in the fucking thing <laughs> um and I, yeah i agree i think he looking by him uh, specifically as a villain i think he works perfectly for the ape conflict as well as the human and kind of is that that antithesis like george said and he's such a needed point in the films that really make it so much better um it is i, I got it pulled up it's this guy um Share screen. Toby Kebbell. He's he's from the entire history of you Black Mirror episode. He's also oh, in George. What else is he in? I'm asking Dr. you. Dr. I'm asking you, George, because there's a film you really like that he's in. Really? Yeah. Do you want me to tell you? Yeah. I recognize he, him from the Black Mirror episode. No, he's in uh, a monster calls. He's like the, the when he meets oh, the dad. Oh my god. Is his dad or yeah, his brother? Whatever. He's dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah interesting okay yeah they get they get legit people i guess to do all the motion caps because we all andy circus gets talk about to to no end but you know got real actors behind all of them which i think just again adds to just the subtlety and the craft behind this and how delicately and how much care was put into this because i was researching this other thing before too and it's like the difference between caesar and the other apes is it's obvious you know he he's talking a lot more fluently than them he's walking more upright but even in the subtle details like there's a scene where they're going on the subway and Caesar goes through the turnstiles, whereas all the other apes jumps over him. It's like so many subtle little hints to the fact that he was raised by humans. These are all other just wild apes. So just those small things, I feel like it's just just kind of shows why this movie is so good. Because I think everything from the small details to the great details were handled well. Whereas I feel like the first one was a fun movie. I had a great time with Rise of the Planet of the Apes for what it was. Gave it like a three star or something, just because I feel like, you know, it was missing that extra pizzazz and missing that extra level of detail that I feel like Matt Reeves brought to this franchise. And then, you know, Tom Felton and James Franco leaving and getting Gary Oldman and and um, Jason Clark and the entire cast. You know, it's it, it's a massive upgrade every way you look at it. Have you ever? Have you ever? You've seen World War Z with with Brad Pitt, mm-hmm. right? You know how at the beginning of that movie, there's like a, it's probably like a five minute montage of like the outbreak and how the mm-hmm. world kind of collapsed. That's what the entire movie. That's what the entire rise of the Planet of the Apes feels like. It feels mm-hmm. like an entire movie dedicated to you know the intricacies of like how society collapsed how this happened when you know a movie like world war z did it in five minutes as a montage at the beginning and then they kind of jumped into what would have been dawn of the planet of the apes almost immediately um which isn't necessarily a bad thing but when you compare it to dawn it just it does i don't think it holds up as well i think i still rated a three and a half or a four i still think it's a very good movie but now you're comparing it to dawn which is just not only a technical marvel but also from like a storytelling perspective probably way better than anyone thought a planet of the apes movie it would ever be how dare you <laughs> how I have, dare you i've never I'm, seen the other my bag is so no i've never seen the first first one i've only seen oh two movies God. ever it's, it's dawn and rise and rise <laughs> oh, was the first God. time watching this dawn was the second oh, time you haven't watching. seen war no i haven't seen war yet so i gotta uh, dive oh, in. Oh, that's the one. Oh, yeah. i told you not to watch war with riley 
Mm. Oh yeah, but she I watch Dawn with me either. She only stuck with Bradley. Anna doesn't want to watch the Planet X films ever. I kind of get it to be honest. I <laughs> War, I like. I actually like War a lot. I think Dawn for me is the best of the of the three. Agreed. But War is still a big uh, step up in quality for me from from One again. I think yeah. it really continues the consistency, and I think it, it really, really the scale on that one is crazy. Um, yeah, I'd be keen to see your thoughts on War. I mean, like in terms of the original ones, there's actually loads of them I haven't seen. I, I forgot how many films there actually is. There's a lot. Um, I've only seen like I think three of the old ones, but there's like a lot of them. There's a couple of good sequels, but there's a lot you just don't need to watch. Like mm-hmm. Burton's one with like Helena Bonham Carter and like I think it's like. Mark Wahlberg or something? That's just fucking it's weird. It's very, very odd. Um, but the original one I, I truly believe is like fantastic. Um really, really great. But yeah, I begin to see your opinion on war, Tyler. Just like George said, don't watch it with Riley because it's not fun. It's yeah, so if you're not weird. if you're not keen on it's Rise of the Planet of the Apes, it probably just only gets worse from there in terms of like the things that might turn you off to it. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, I get it, to be fair. Yeah. I definitely yeah. get it. Yeah. But no, I, I guess I didn't mention my score. I give this a four star because I have my score hidden. Um, cause I, I saw this back when it was released in theaters and I remember my, I was with my friend, we were like up at his North at his cabin and his dad was going to a casino and he's just like, I need something to babysit my kids and his friends for three hours. So we're just going to drop them at dawn of the planet of the apes and I'm going to go gamble. So that's when I saw it. And I don't really remember a single thing about it, even though I was like 17. So not like super young, but I, all I remembered was apes together strong. Cause I think we just said that the rest of the. Like I'm surprised year. this whole time that you haven't watched, like, just been like, oh, I need to watch, like, War, you know? Just yeah, I mean, it was just one, I think I had no interest in seeing it, not because I'm, like, against yeah, Abe's movies, were just like, yeah, like yeah. we're going to see this movie, I'm like, okay, whatever, like, sure, yeah, I've never yeah. seen the first one before this, but I don't think it's really required viewing, but I think it's better to, you know, just go through the trilogy at once, but it's really all I had to say about it, I give it a four star, I give the original, or the first one in the trilogy a three star, and I'm excited for War, I'll probably, I'll definitely be watching I'll try to watch like as many Planet of the Apes movies as I can before the Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes comes out, but I'll obviously still for sure see War before that because I'm gonna check how many there is now because I know there's quite a few. My okay, over under. I'm gonna say 17 total Apes movies. George, you saying the over? I don't think there's that many. Yeah, I'll take the. I don't know. There are like over if if you think what what are there like 39 Godzilla movies? Godzilla's different than that. I think it's more. (laughs) But uh, Planet of the Apes, there is. What the hell are these? <laughs> what the fuck? Are... So there's okay. So there's there's the five like original that are kind of all related to the to the first one. They came out in like five years, I think, for five and five years. And then there's these other ones. I don't actually know what these are. They have like two hundred logs each on Letterboxd. I'm really confused. <laughs> these are the eight blood and honey. Farewell to the planet of the apes. Life, liberty, and pursuit on the planet of the apes. Are they movies or short films? No, they're, like... they're 95 minutes, full feature length. I'm so confused. I've never... They've got 200 logs on it. I'm so confused. Uh, I'm, I'm seeing 16. Oh, what a lot. Yeah, that's go on the middle ones. That's what I'm seeing. Go on the like weird ones. They're just random. I've never seen these before. Setting that betting line at 17 was a crazy pull. Yeah. 16, so just under. But yeah, a ton of like bonus made films that don't really count it's like it's oh, yeah, like having spider-man lotus as a spider-man movie yeah the tim burton <laughs> one i mean you can't have to it's still a spider-man film you know yeah um the tim burton one i think it was kind of like it's really odd i don't think it's actually technically like related obviously thematically it is um but it's kind of if you look at the picture like it's really i need to rewatch that did he only really have odd. one or did he get a couple he only had one 
Okay. I think it did. If I remember correctly, I think it did really badly. I think it was like a big studio project, and I don't Is think the they Tim wanted Burton to. One, the like one with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, the, it's got like a blue poster. Um, it's it's got the three main people: Mark Wahlberg, Tim Roth, and Helena Bonham Carter. Um, so like, and Paul Giamatti's in it. Michael Duncan's in it. It's got a really good cast. Um, it's just not very good. It's a very odd film. Very, very odd. I actually watched it a few years ago. Um, yeah, it's got a 5.7 it, on IMDb, and that's without any review bombs. It's just a normal-looking chart, so that's... Never yeah, it's, I don't think Timber's style really works <laughs> in that sphere. Um, but the first two, I think... No, sorry. Escape from the Planet of the Apes and the first one are pretty good. But, like, most people like most people say that the first, like, Planet of the Apes first one is amazing. <laughs> Oh my god! Apologies for everyone watching. My uh, <laughs> things broke. So the first one is amazing. Then all the sequels after that are just kind of like you just don't have to watch them. They're just like none of them are great. One of them might be like okay, but that's about it. It's interesting. Yeah. Well, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Unless anyone has anything else to say, George gave it a four point five. Cam four point five, and then Seth and myself giving it a four. Um, and looking at every single mutual of mine, like it's a very very well liked movie. So. Yeah, it's underrated as fuck, man. What do you mean? <laughs> so three point seven, very low. Yeah. but um but yeah anyone else got anything else or should we wrap here no good good great film um but yeah i think we should say to everyone let's do a when when the new one comes out when does the new one come out tyler um let me pull up our, our real talk schedule because i have all the release dates for things in there yeah kingdom of the planet of the apes releases on oh where are you in here i've got 24th of may okay yep 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 same week as Furiosa, so that's gonna be a oh my god, that's gonna be a great yeah. episode. Wow. And and Chris Pratt's Garfield. Okay, Fuck I don't yeah. care. I'm not watching that shit. Uh, yeah, I think we'll do. We should we should do something where we talk about you know maybe the original and then and then War and uh, Rise in the same one or whatever. Mm -hmm. cool. For sure, for sure. We'll 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 touch on them more. But thank you, Reese David, for the suggestion. And that's us signing off. With real quick, episode one thirty one, the last ever movie review. Real quick on the YouTube's on the public access. Next week, Terminator 2 Judgment Day is going to be a Patreon exclusive. So make sure you go to the Patreon down below. Join our Discord. Join all that good stuff. Join at whatever tier because no matter what tier you are, you're going to be getting to be able to see these uh, real quick reviews in the future. But with that, we will see you on Monday with Real quick, real Talk episode 72. And we're going to talk about Oscar nominations, reviewing Zone of Interest, some other fun stuff. So we will see you then. Peace.